Welcome back, everybody. You're still listening to Heart of Indy Radio. You got Captain Eddie here. I've got a very special guest we have in our studios, none other than our own. Well, he's our own featured artist, but he's a busy guy. Jamie Albrecht. Jamie, welcome to the show. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Oh, we are so honored to have you here. We know that you're a busy guy. We see all these accolades. It's like, oh my goodness, we, we're so honored to have you on this team. You're such an inspiration to so many, so thank you. Ah, thank you. I mean, it's a pleasure to be on the team. It's great to be surrounded by so many other wonderful people. Oh, you're so kind, you know? And this is a hardworking team. But you know, we, we haven't talked to you for a while, so we thought this is the perfect time to catch up. We have just yeah. exited, we, we just exited the holidays, and now we're headed into 2021, and this is the perfect time. Um, and you've got some really cool things coming your way right now. So it's a great time to talk about those things. So, sure. so what's going on, musically speaking, since our last visit? Well, 2020 was a very interesting year, of course, for everyone. Uh, for me, on a personal level, the first two and a half months were pretty go, go, go. And I was appearing at various music conferences and little um, acoustic things. And I was just beginning to do my first stretch of full band shows. And I played a gig in Las Vegas. And then a couple of days later, everything got canceled. So I had to figure out what to do next. And we were all scrambling, at least me and my musicians, uh, my other friends that are artists, session players, writers, producers, whoever, we're all trying to figure out where do we go from here since the gigs are not happening, the studios are closed, and we have to be distant from one another. So I took a lot of the resources that I had for the live shows and said, well, let's reallocate that and put it into radio. And we started doing some big time FM radio campaigns. And I had two songs that charted on New Music Weekly and on the top 40 chart, I believe they both went top 10. And on the genre charts, um, a couple of them, uh, I think for Adult Contemporary, we went top five for both songs and Country Digital went pretty high as well. And the pop charts went, uh, I think, top 20. So it was it was great in that respect to reach a brand new audience in, in North America. And uh, the, the Brighter Days campaign that I started um, in 2019, where we were raising awareness and funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the music video came out, we raised some money, we got the awareness out there, and the people that have been corresponding with me and tweeting at me and DMing me about their own stories with their struggles, as well as what the song means to them, has touched me in ways that I, I never imagined when I, I put the song out there. I just did it as a song for my friend that went through a really difficult time, a trying time. And I was hoping that somehow, some way, it could bring some light to someone else going through a dark period. And, and it, it has uh, worked out that way to, to help some folks. And uh, I, I'm really glad that it could be a positive influence in that way. So it's it's been a, a really transformative past 12 months, I would say, for, for me on a personal and artistic level. And uh, I'm proud of all my songs, but particularly with Brighter Days, we just got uh, a few nominations for the Hollywood Music and Media Award for uh, Best Male Vocal and uh, Independent Music Video of the Year. So I'm, I'm really excited for that, hoping we can bring home some hardware. But either way, it's just nice to be recognized by your peers. Um, oh, absolutely, a, yeah. Yeah, I became a member of the Recording Academy, which was something I'm super proud of, but seems like maybe they'll be their Grammys got moved to March. 
I still don't know if it'll be deemed safe enough in LA for people to attend at that point. It would be nice if we could, because man, that's a great party. And well, uh, that, that is, that's an awesome wrong. achievement. But now since you brought that up, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry, but oh, yeah, since you brought that up, that's a great topic. Why don't you go ahead and explain that to our listeners so they, they understand what the Recording Academy is. So the it, all the, the different major award shows for for film and television and music, you know, there's there's a for lack of a better term, they're not really unions, but you're you're a part of something bigger. So for the Grammys specifically to be uh, considered and to vote, you have to be a member of the Recording Academy, and to get in, there's a whole process. Um, I guess it'd be akin to applying to private school or to university or something like that, where you need recommendations, you need to have um, a, a pretty solid uh, resume. You know, your credentials need to be pretty pretty uh, up to snuff there. And then you are put in front of a committee, not actually in person, but they review your stuff and the committee gives you the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And depending on where, where you are in the industry, if you're on the business end, management, uh, record label, artist, songwriter, whatever, there's different little uh, subsections. And um, it's been a, a tremendous uh, honor to be a part of it. And I, I digitally, I've been meeting some cool people in our, our little meetings and hangouts and Zoom calls and whatnot. And uh, it, it's, it's something I'm really proud of because it's uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, it, it adds a certain level of clout and legitimacy to everything. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, Absolutely. It's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, you brought up something just now, <laughs> the Zoom calls. I was about yeah. to ask you how you've been processing the, the COVID pandemic as an artist, as an indie artist, because we're all struggling with it one way or another. So how have you been dealing with this? I, I've, I took the time immediately when this began. I said to myself, okay, they're talking about two weeks, three weeks, whatever. I'm going to plan that I'm barely going to be able to leave my apartment for six months. And if for some reason it's not six months, I can only get happier. And by the time it gets to six months, I'll be used to it. So it won't be disappointing if after six months I still have to be pretty distant from people. So I adopted <laughs> that, that mindset. And I, I do have to say, I, I, before I really got into music, uh, I was a competitive martial artist. And I, I still practice my Taekwondo and uh, that way of discipline and philosophy really helped me during that time. And I said, you know, now that I have all this availability for myself, I'm going to use it for myself. And I spent so much time at my keyboard. I picked up my guitar for hours a day, something that I couldn't do before since I'm kind of a one man army when it comes to running all my socials, my website, uh, management work. I do have my own independent label and I have to take care of everything that falls under not whole records. Uh, my booking, everything falls to me. So I said, now that I don't really have to worry about that stuff, I'm just going to go back to the basics. And I kind of started all over again. I did all those drills, all those exercises that nobody ever wants to play once you're experienced. And I <laughs> exactly. was really honest with myself of where I'm lacking and where I'm, I'm really strong. And I, I just worked on my technique. I wasn't feeling particularly inspired and I, I tried to write for a while and nothing was coming. And then slowly but surely it started to flow. Uh, lyrically, I'm certainly trailing where I am musically because the musical ideas are flowing, but the lyrics are kind of lagging behind on that. And I think that's because 
who I am as a person is uh, very much about kinetic energy. And because I'm going to the same places over and over again, and I'm not around anyone, I'm just doing autopilot in, in so many ways. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's nothing being injected that that's new and fresh and exciting, which is not a bad thing, but for how I create and where I go, as far as a storyteller, I keep having to rely on old things or use my imagination and to get it into a lyric hasn't been as, as easy as uh, it would be if I was constantly on the move, seeing new things, being around different types of people and so on. But it's, you been, know, it's been good. You know, you brought up a very important thing. We have a lot, as you know, uh, we have a lot of brand new aspiring artists who are listening tonight. And one of the toughest things for young artists or new artists, doesn't matter how old you are, is, well, it's twofold. One is time management, <laughs> locking down yeah. time and sticking to a schedule. And then getting the writing process started, you know, any advice there for those new aspiring artists in, in terms of time management and just kind of getting the flow going and not giving up on that? There, there was a discussion that I came across uh, on YouTube about time management before the pandemic started. And it's by a, a YouTuber that it's kind of, it's kind of nerd talk. And I, I love nerd talk. So he was talking about, how to handle um, resolutions, New Year's resolutions. Ah. And so, so many people pick a resolution or several resolutions and they just focus on doing it. And then after a month, you're not doing it anymore. That's not everybody, but for a lot of people, you say you're gonna go to the gym five days a week and then you go five days out of two months. And what he was talking about that I never really thought about, and I know a lot of other people probably have not thought about, is that when you decide to do something new or try something different that isn't in your daily schedule or your regiment, you then have to figure out what you need to take out of your daily regiment. Because there is only 24 hours in the day, and ah. you still need to be functioning like you can try and squeeze as much in and say well i'll lose the sleep that's not usually a good idea if you want to take away from your your good nightly refresher and when you can then start to prioritize things and say this is a little bit more important i don't need to do this today or i don't need to do that three days from now or tomorrow let's put this in there or instead of uh, doing task A, I really need to be doing some task B, figure out what takes priority. Um, and if there are some bad habits, like, oh man, I've noticed I keep watching TV for this two hour block. You know what? While the TV's on, you could do some crunches. You can do some jumping jacks. You could do a Sudoku, a crossword puzzles. So there's something else that can be done that's also stimulating if you want a little background noise or sure. if you don't want to put too much focus on uh, you know, the, the exercise because it, it brings in a, a sort of pressure or something like that. And I'm picking on exercise because that's everyone's New Year's resolution. It could be, oh, could sure. be, what, it could be whatever it is. But the idea of understanding that if you want to do something new, you should probably also take something out of your schedule that isn't working for you. Sure, and we all that can lead to better time days, management, right? Yeah, especially Americans. You know, it's go, 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 go. And I'm I'm from New York, so it's like the you never pump on the brakes. 
so it's uh, that 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 New Yorker is still in me, even out in Southern California. I, I still walk faster than anybody out here. <laughs> so what about the writing process? Um, any advice on kind of how to get it started? Just do it. Movie? Just do it. If it's good. Awesome. If it's not good, awesome. Just do it. I always Just, think of uh, Steven Tyler talking about the beginnings of Aerosmith and why oh, wow. they were why they were able to come through the ranks of Boston and New York so fast. And his direct answer is always Aerosmith was not afraid to suck. And that's so important because we're all our own worst critics and we're all afraid to put our name on something that we really believe in because if it's criticized, it's a direct thing straight to our heart. It's a direct shot. But to make it, you have to grow that thick skin and be fearless in that way. So if you're just starting to write, just write. It doesn't matter. You can write a song about a spoon, about a snow globe, about an ant, like whatever, just write something. If you're sure. not good at your you're like melody, isn't your strong suit, just hum something, whistle something. That's a melody. You, you know, know you, even, even some of the greatest artists have songs that a melody is one note. Look at come together. Come together is not a melodic song. It's mainly two or three notes in that verse. But exactly. People yeah. know it, you, you know, just try it. You know, you hit on something too. And I'm going to throw this out there for folks to kind of chew on. And please don't send us a thousand DMs. <laughs> but I would challenge many of you out there who are listening this evening to think about this. And Jamie, you can chime in on this too. But how many truly original pieces of art are out there in terms of lyrics and melodies? Or is it somehow influenced by other things that we felt and heard over our lifetime in terms of music? Is Absolutely. it truly original or is it been slightly influenced by all the other things that we've heard? Now, the reason I'm going there, because it, it kind of ties in, you know, this is, this is Memphis week sort of, because this mm -hmm. weekend is Elvis's birthday. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that, too, because it's a perfect time, you know, with R&B and soul and blues, jazz, southern gospel kind of being the glue that holds all that together. Um, thinking about not just Elvis, but that entire Memphis sound and how it has uh, transcended time through the decades and continues sure. to influence other contemporary artists. So um, maybe you can kind of comment on that a little bit. Some perfect timing, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, you, you think about, if we, we focus on, since we're talking about Memphis, you focus on American music. And prior to the 20th century, you're not talking about American composers that much. Everything is over in Europe. And right. as, we, as we start to get technology involved with, with those Edison spheres and early phonographs and such, suddenly now, as we come out of ragtime, you're, you're thinking of an American sound. And in the 50s, I don't think there's any place more important than Memphis. I guess you can argue and say Detroit for Motown. I mean, I think that's de depending on what school of thought you're in. But if we're talking about uh, pop of the era, I mm -hmm. I'd say Memphis and Motown are, are the two important places. And with Memphis, you know, I, I don't gravitate yeah. to those artists as much to just sit down and listen to. But everybody that I like in a more contemporary way has somehow been influenced by that sound. And for me, oh, yeah. it's the same thing. You know, transient Think about all the music there. that came out of 
RCA records, Sun records, Stax records, high Absolutely. records. Absolutely. I mean, Memphis is is just a breeding ground for all of that sound that is that has inspired so many other artists and has sounds like has indirectly inspired you as well. And so, yeah, it's it's a perfect thing. You know, there. Here's a question I want to ask. Now, you're just the right artist to ask this question. You ready? I'm gonna sure. throw you a curve. This Go is a curve. <laughs> New and aspiring artists who are contemplating getting into music now <laughs> right in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, how they might prepare themselves in terms of planning and recording obviously you know being able to gig and live shows that's non-existent um, but what might they expect I mean getting into music today versus a year ago or two years ago is quite a different animal so there's probably some advantages and disadvantages and that's a, it's a relative opinion i I get that but i just kind of want to get some feedback from you on that what might you suggest to them i i think that regardless of the pandemic and no live shows or or not the most important thing any artist at any point in their career can be is honest with themselves and when you're just starting out there's always excitement because you're ready to take the world by storm and you just want to play And you should always want to play. But in today's music industry, there is so much more responsibility that falls on the artists that if you go back a few decades, you got guys for that. They take care of that stuff. And the, the best thing that I think anyone can do right now, if you're just starting out, hone your craft. You know, you, you look at who you're influenced by and you take those elements of those artists and say, man, I love that sound. I love that phrasing. I love that tone. I love that feel. All of those things you can then apply to yourself. There's only 12 tones. You know, there's 88 keys on a keyboard, but in the end, it's the same 12 notes. It's just different registers. So there's only so much that you can do. And you want to find your voice. And the only way that you're going to find your voice is by doing it. So once you have practiced a bit, once you feel confident, maybe you worked on some cover tunes, maybe you've, you've taken a crack at writing some things, learn how to record that stuff in GarageBand or whatever program you might be using. Do a little bit of homework on what equipment you need, find the YouTube videos, look for some sort of teacher online or virtual class that you can learn how to do that stuff because now you have all the capabilities at home to at least make something you're proud of. And each step of the way, you try and do a little bit better and then a little bit better and then a little bit better. You're not in competition with anyone else. All you want to do is do better today than you did yesterday. So if you want to do an Instagram live, make sure you're ready for it because there's always technical glitches and blips that come up and you don't want to be on there with a lot of dead air and like, oh God, what do I do? Just be honest with yourself. If you feel like you're ready and you want to try it, try it. And it just goes back to not being afraid for something to go wrong because more than likely every musician will tell you this, something's going to go wrong. There's always something that happens at the gig, whether that's on stage, backstage, studio, whatever, there's always a problem. Yeah. I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. Be prepared as much as you can, but also 
part of that preparedness is being prepared for the fact that something's going to go wrong and just be honest with folks. Hey, this wasn't planned. I goofed up. Sorry. They appreciate your honesty and transparency and they're very forgiving. They get it. Of course. Especially, especially right now with what's going on. So, Hey, you've been officially nominated for a really cool award, the Hollywood music and media awards for brighter days. That's gotta be pretty cool. That's a great feeling, right? I'm pumped. I, I, I've been nominated before for the HMMAs, and uh, I, I finally got to go last year um, to, to the event, and it was unbelievable. And a lot of people that I, I admire and idolize are, are on the board for, for that organization, and it was cool to hang with them. I mean, I was, I was on the red carpet with the guys from Earth, Wind & Fire and uh, Diane Warren and all those folks. Like, oh, man, this is this is happening right here. And it was a really fun night. And it's a shame that we're not going to be able to get together to do it in person this year, but the awards will be held sometime this month. I think it's the 27th of January. That'll be a virtual award show. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to be nominated in two categories. And the people that are, are with me in those pools, there's some great talent in there, some great writers, some really good singing happening. And uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the thing I care most about is that I put some music out there that my peers picked up on and they recognized it for something. And that's, that's the thrill of a nomination. The, the, well, to you're win a, it. Yeah. You're, it's great. You're already a winner. Exactly. Eyes, you're already a winner. So what two categories are you nominated for? Let's share uh, best all. male, best male vocal and uh, independent music video award of the year, uh, independent music video of the year. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, you know, you yeah. got, we're in, <laughs> we're in your quarter, and so are our I listeners. I appreciate that. So Thank what's uh, what's 2021 look like for you in your music career? What's coming to, in terms of new music, writing? What's going on? I've been working on a lot of tunes, uh, and I, I I met some some cool guys last year at the Nam show that we we've started working on some songs together, and our our styles are similar in all the ways I like it and all the, and different in all the ways that make it interesting. So there are a few tunes that I've been co-writing with a few people that I go, man, this has got a vibe. There's something going on here. So we have to reconvene and, and, and finish up a lot of those songs, but I've been writing a lot. There's a lot that's still largely unfinished. My goal is hopefully in the second half of the year to get in the studio and my concentration is just going to be on a few songs at a time and probably release them maybe beginning a year from now, uh, one single at a time, the music video will be all set, you know, get all the press lined up, things like that. Take, take the, the whole operation and, and put it pedal to the metal. But uh, I, I'm taking a lot of the sound from this is tomorrow calling and kind of honing in, uh, a little bit more on certain elements, and uh, I, I'm very excited by what's in in the works. There, there's some really cool things that that could come out of this if I can visualize it exactly uh, as as I do. I know it's going to be awesome, and you know you've just see you're just full of all kinds of great information for inspiring <laughs> artists. And the thing that I just thought about as you were speaking is that sometimes brand new artists get in a really big hurry and just want to get a project finished. And they don't realize that sometimes a really good product has a very long runway. It does. Yeah. And I, I, I think the, the reason a lot of them feel that way is because you're, you're victim to the algorithm. And the only way that you can stand out in the algorithm is if you keep 
putting out material really, really fast. What exactly. I think a lot of folks don't realize with the mainstream artists, they're not writing those songs. If they get writer's credit, they either have the power to just put their name on it or they did a little bit of the writing because if you look at the order in which they're listed, it's usually by who did the most work if it's not alphabetical. And you're looking at groups of like seven people, unless you're right. a band, there's no reason seven people should be writing a song, especially the music that's out on top 40 lot today is so two dimensional. There's not much to it. So if, if, you want to get something out there. Again, it goes back to that honesty. And I understand the excitement of wanting to get it out as quickly as possible. But you have to think of yourself like a jeweler. And you want to just keep chipping away at that stone until it's put on someone's finger and they go, wow, look at that rock. And then you'll really stand out. And that, and that tends to be music that can stand the test of time, too. That's it. So it's how, true. So how, how can our listeners find you online? You can find me at jamieallymarad.com. Uh, my, my Twitter and my Instagram is both at jamieallymarad. I'm on Facebook. Uh, same thing, jamieallymarad. Where else am I? I'm on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, you name it, Bandcamp, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> the, usual, the usual places, but certainly. And of course, you're on Heart of Indie Radio. Johnny and all, Absolutely. And you're on all 30 of our platforms, anywhere that. Wherever you guys call home, as far as podcast goes, we're there. So Excellent. thank you so much, Jamie, for graciously agreeing to join us this evening and take some time out of, out of your week for us. We know you're very, very busy, um, but we love the fact that you're here. We're honored that you're one of our featured artists. That's just awesome that you're part of this team, part of this. We call it a family because it kind of is, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's a pleasure to be a part of it. And thank you, Eddie, for having me and for all the work that you do, not only for artists, but in the community. We need more of that, especially in these really trying times. And it's, it's, it's great to be around all these wonderful artists and wonderful people. Well, thank you so much. Again, we love having you here. Uh, excited uh, for when you come back and visit us again. We know that you're going to have some more new music coming out. We can kind of talk about that, but for now, just kind of be safe out there and keep cranking out great music. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get back to the music right here on Heart of Indie Radio.